Hi, welcome to our latest episode of Shoe Speak HR. Today you've just got myself, Andy Graham and Amy Leach. How are you, Amy? Yeah, not too bad, Andy. Thank you. How are you? All good. All good, good thank you. Today's topic is, I guess, very much a non-legal one in so much as there isn't any legislation out there, but it's certainly one that's topical and one that um, we know lots of clients are are looking at and having conversations about. So it's, it's whether um, employees without children should be entitled to some form of parental leave. I don't think that's probably the the, best, accurate, yeah. the most accurate <laughs> description, but but you, you kind of hopefully the listeners know what we're talking about in terms of having time out um, where where they can you know kind of explore, do things that they they find enjoyable um, in the same way that parents have time out um, to look after their children. So, what's your view, Amy? <laughs> well, I, I do think this is a really interesting topic, actually. And, and like you said, we've seen quite a few people talking about it recently um, and lots of opinions kind of on sort of advantages and disadvantages of it. Um, I suppose if I look at it firstly from, I suppose, from an employer's perspective, as maybe we would do um, if we were faced with a client coming to us to, to talk about it, I suppose one of the first things that comes to my mind is actually how would you police it um, practically? So I suppose if you've got somebody who doesn't have a child and they want to take this kind of non parental type leave which is an equivalent say to maternity leave or adoption leave um but actually they take it at one point but then down the line say they actually do become pregnant if they're female for example and then want to take maternity leave so how, how do you actually police it in terms of knowing that can anybody go for it or actually is it only would you then limit it I guess to only employees that say don't have children um, I guess because they can't have children for whatever reason but I also think if you get into that realm are you then going to be faced with it's quite intrusive if obviously you're trying to identify who falls into that category who doesn't it's obviously relying on employees to to be coming to you and having those conversations so I think from a practical perspective it does make my head go round in a little bit of a circle in terms of actually how would that work and how would it look um, in practice and how do you make sure that it's available to to say those non-parents but then without I guess people taking advantage of it possibly so using it before they have children but then actually going ahead and having children and taking the the parental leave itself um I know I sort the of challenge, some, oh, yeah. challenge that Amy I'm going to chip in and say yeah go for it <laughs> clearly kind of parents when they have leave mm. um they can have one child they can have two they can have yeah. three they can have four they can you know so it you know kind of you there, there isn't a limit on the number of kind of periods of maternity leave, leave yeah. periods of kind of shared parental leave whatever the type of leave is when it when it when it's linked to being a parent or when you adopt children there is no cap so like you say mm-hmm. it's very difficult for an organization to to actually police to enforce to to kind of manage um yeah. so yeah not not an not an easy topic yeah. to navigate for any for any business I think um, I think as well, like one thing that came to my mind was actually we're obviously talking about employees introducing this type of leave, but actually are there options available already? So obviously some employers might offer sabbaticals, which I know granted might not be for the same length of time as say somebody on maternity leave or adoption leave, et cetera. But actually employers may already have kind of 
provisions in place if somebody wants to take a break from work and wants to go and do something else or explore um, or just have some time for themselves there are sort of a lot of employers do offer sabbaticals which can be paid at times as well or, or certain level of pay um, I think one of the things that came to mind as well is actually and this is one of the comments I see quite a lot when this topic's debated is actually parents saying, well, hang on. Yes, we get maternity leave, paternity leave, et cetera, but it's not a break. <laughs> it's not necessarily actually time for me to do stuff. I'm looking after the children. I'm bringing up the children, et cetera. And actually it's almost is part of that's probably almost maybe recovery time as well um, from, ev from everything kind of happening. So I think that's quite an interesting comment. And it's one that I do see come up quite a lot that, if you were to offer it to those without children are those with children likely to actually feel disadvantaged because those employees are then getting I suppose an actual break or an extended holiday rather than those who take maternity leave or parental leave might say well hang on yes I'm having time off work but I'm not relaxing I'm not I'm not traveling or doing anything like that so I think that's quite a big consideration as well in this kind of debate. No agreed and I think what any workforce doesn't want to create and I this flowed from from COVID certainly there was you don't want that kind of us and them within the workforce you know those on furlough leave those not on furlough leave you you know kind of so you don't want it, it, this kind of yeah toxic culture being created by you know kind of are you a parent are you not what does that entitle you to so yeah. I have a theory on this Okay. Um, and it extends to all types of flexible working and, and even reasonable adjustments to some extent. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that organisations, where possible, and it's not always possible because of the nature of, of what people's work do, but it, if you can do something to make your employee more productive, then do it. Um, and, and don't really think about whether you have a duty to do it. Obviously, sometimes you have a duty when... When, yeah. when to put in place reasonable adjustments or or whether an employee has an entitlement to it just do it because if if that makes your employee and your wider workforce more productive then you will be amazed at you know i've just talked about culture but suddenly this this culture output, will be embedded where yeah. exactly where um you know and and if if somebody takes advantage of it um, then effectively you need to discipline. You need to discipline hard in those circumstances um, because then people know actually, yeah. yeah, the business is prepared to be flexible, is prepared to look at the world, you know, kind of through the 2023 yeah. lens because I think that's where workers, workers want flexibility. Mm -hmm. they, they want to kind of be able to to have a certain amount of global mobility and, and work from, yeah. you know, kind of different jurisdictions and, and, and kind of on different time zones and everything else. And, and like I say, it will not work for every single organization, but, it, but I, I dare say if it can, um, then this may well be the future. So I, I'm not entirely convinced by the government needing to necessarily legislate in this area. Um, yeah, I think it's something that will perhaps evolve over time, um, and different organisations will will look at it and 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 see. Well, actually, I think this could be of a benefit to us, so we're going to do it, or we're at least going to trial it to see where it gets to us, uh, where it gets the organisation in terms of that productivity. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd I definitely like agree. I agree with you. I think it will, and I think, like you say, it's something that probably actually naturally will evolve in the workplace. And I think if employers are 
open-minded and willing to kind of have that conversation but like you said as well making sure that any employees that maybe do try and take it too far that boundaries are made known and kind of those yeah so it's kind of a bit from both sides really um but I definitely think yeah it's something that we might start seeing um and as as a side comment and this is probably a whole completely different podcast episode is um also people starting to say well actually should I have um time off if I get a new pet for example like dog leave or something like that so who knows that might be something that uh, starts featuring in the workplace going forwards I think it all goes to that flexibility doesn't it so yeah I mean we we are always interested to hear what our listeners have got to say and what what they're thinking as a business and and if you know kind of we would we'll be delighted for people to get in touch you know kind of drop us an email respond to our LinkedIn posts uh, email is shoe speak hr at shoesmiths.co.uk like i say we'd love to hear from you um and perhaps it's something that if we do get lots of feedback on we'll we'll share some of those good practices anonymously um so as not to kind of give away trade secrets but um i I think it's certainly an area where businesses if they're not already thinking about things um will be you know, looking to see what they can and can't do in this space. Um, But thanks for listening. And thanks, Amy. That's great. Thanks, Andy.